today, you have a chance to become a premium member of the podcast. Click one of the premium membership levels and you can get everything from a free book by an ag arts artist to free postcards to extra bonus interviews to the chance to have a piece of writing critiqued by me and a free workshop or reading by Mary Swander. So go to those show notes, scroll down and click to become a premium member. Thank you so much for your support. We are a singing group of cats yowling on a back fence, of course. Oh no, what is that we see? It's a buzzard on a dead horse. Should we run and hide? Should we stay and fight? Should we just ignore, sing aloud with pride? I say we run, I say we hide, I say ignore him and pretend that he died. It's Egg Arts from Horse and Buggy Land, and we're back with the winning entries for our great Amish Belt Loop Bad Poetry Contest. To remind you of the context, I had found a column in the Free Martintown newspaper from 1916. Apparently, the editor was perturbed that the readers were submitting poetry for publication, and he wanted it to stop. He says, correspondents are warned not to send us any poetry for publication. The people won't read ours, and we're not going to make a poetical reputation for anyone else. That's the way the paper stands on the question, and we second the motion with emphasis. Of course, a real good poem on a special subject is an exception to the rule, and we're glad to publish them. But one of these moody jumbles of ignorance and plagiarisms written during a daydream or a moon stare with a cat yowling on the back fence or a lovesick period of blubbering that would scare a buzzard off a dead horse will receive no welcome here. We don't maintain a comic page. Buggyland, in contrast, is all about humor. So we invited our readers to send in their bad poems. We made a contest of it. The best bad poem that included the phrases, a cat yowling on a back fence and a buzzard on a dead horse would receive $100 and a leather belt fashioned by the Amish harness maker. Well, we received bad poems from Alaska to Massachusetts and I'm bringing on our judge, Ruby Yoder, the gross mommy, to announce the winner. Welcome, Ruby. Oh, hello. So, Ruby, tell us how you picked the worst bad poem. Well, it was hard. They were all so horrible. There wasn't a good poem in the batch. But the winner... What can I say? I wasn't expecting a singing telegram. Now, Ruby, lots of people have been asking, what makes a bad poem bad? Oh, lots of things. 
bad poem doesn't make sense. So many poems these days just plain don't make sense. How would you classify them? As language poetry? Well, sure, language poetry. I'd say those poems don't know how to use their own language. But I suppose that's the point. No pretty language, no form, no imagery, no metaphor, no narrative, no nothing. Now, I'm used to saying no to many things, and there is a beauty to that. But it can get tiresome, especially if nonsense is the only sense you have. No, oh, you seem to have quite a poetical aesthetic, Ruby. Where did you gain your literary knowledge? One-room school. We learned poetry and recited it every year by heart at the Christmas program. Oh, that must have been lovely. Did the poetry have rhyme and meter? Of course. Easier to learn that way. By heart, mind you. Does anyone do anything by heart anymore? Well, I would say that the winning poem has heart. Oh, yes. And was written in the persona of a cat. A group of cats. So clever. And Ruby, the winner is? The winner is. I'm opening the envelope. <laughs> Monica Leo of the Oiland Spiegel Puppet Theater Company in West Liberty, Iowa. She will receive a check from Ag Arts for $100 and a belt made by David, the harness maker. All right. Congratulations, Monica Leo. Let's hear her winning poem again. We are a singing group of cats yowling on a back fence, of course. Oh, no, what is that we see? It's a buzzard on a dead horse. Should we run and hide? Should we stay and fight? Should we just ignore, sing aloud with pride? I say we run, I say we hide, I say ignore him and pretend that he died. Now, Ruby, can you tell us about other good-bad poems that you received? Yes, they fell into categories. First, there were political poems like this one. This poet was really off on a rhythm, very bad, so that was good. A cat yowling on a back fence, mm -hmm. reminiscent of a man named Pence. His silence is deafening, yet equally grating. My senses are heightened. My mind is alert. Maggots are crawling, but no more it hurts. This warning, this yowl, is unrelated, of course. I'm sickened, like watching a buzzard on a dead horse. Rebecca Hawkins Valadez. I don't follow politics, but I assume that was commentary on the current scene. Oh, yes, Ruby, I would assume so. 
And here's one I really liked because it comments on the entire planet. My prompt for the planet, like a buzzard on a, de- on a dead horse, scraping the bones of this dead flesh, cleansing what has been, and letting the cycle of life unfold. We have to stand for the planet, and if someone meddle with the balance, be the cat yowling on the back fence. Make noise when it's all quiet and refuse to be silenced. My name is Françoise Gouron. Thank you, Françoise. Ah, depressing. If we don't do something about our planet. Yes, you could say we had a whole category of depressing bad poems. Here's my favorite depressing poem by Margot Hansen. Dismal. Slumber broken by winter charging through cracked windows. Sunbeams screaming at eyelids to embrace the new day. Misery of dirt farmers with workhorses and night trips to the outhouse. Frozen water troughs and fat mice from sparse grain. Dismal is life. An old gnarly tomcat. A cat yowling on the back fence for an instant of male relief. Reminds me, life could be worse. Life. A balance. Good versus bad. Bad. Ted, our workhorse, dead on frozen ground. Good. A buzzard on a dead horse with a big grin. Poor Ted. Well, I could step right into this poem. It's so full of overblown emotion. Good details, though, that almost disqualified it. The cold wind blowing through the cracks, the frozen water trough. Oh, how many... Night trips did I make to the outhouse in my life. That's pretty dismal, Ruby. Yes, dismal. Now, here's a poor fellow whose situation was really dismal. Another night poem. My poem uh, by Peter Labruciano. Back belt. In bed. Can't sleep. My back hurts like a cat yowling on a back fence. Shut up, back. If I could throw something at you, I would. But I can't. You're my back. I can't sleep. The pain is pecking at me like a buzzard on a dead horse eating that old hide that is my back. If someone took that hide, dried it, beat it, and put holes in it, and made a belt, I'd be sorry for the person who wore that belt, because it's my back, and it comes from pain. His back hurts like a cat yowling on a back fence. 
and he tells it to shut up. <laughs> the pain is pecking at him like a buzzard on a dead horse. Lots of bad luck there, like you might hear in this next musical interlude. Won't live right, don't live wrong. That's why, baby, in the Bible, so strong. Won't you all to understand what I say? Once had a fortune, but I threw it away. with really bad rhymes? <laughs> Lots of those. Archaic rhymes, I would say. One worse than the next. Let's listen to some of those. Here's a very good bad poem by Bonnie Hanlon. Disturbing the Peace Once upon a fine spring eve, I head to town, I take my leave. Whistling, I stroll and wander. Suddenly, my calm, it's torn asunder. Lo, a yowling cat on the back fence. My peace disturbed, I'll get him hence. I lob a stone, of course. I miss the cat. I hit a buzzard on a dead horse. This one is by Margaret Hansen in New Mexico. The drama began as the first rays of light tripped and fell over the horizon, and a cat yowled on the back fence. I knew the game was afoot as I tumbled from the bed. Who goes there, I cried with fearful emotion. What can it be that put me in motion? Fear not, milady, for though I'm a stranger, I do not bring danger. What assurance is that when I hear that cat? Are you the specter, the source, the buzzard on the dead horse? I live alone, you vile apparition. Be gone now. Get out my kitchen. And this one from Russ Mullen all the way from Panama. My poem is entitled The Neighbors. The window curtains parted, the lamp was dimmed to low. Inside voices whispered after the neighbor shouted, Whoa, be quiet, they are coming to the door. But the neighbors continued, unfazed by signs, of course, 
their knocking persisted, their stubbornness reinforced, with relentless zeal and steadfast purpose, like a buzzard on a dead horse. And when the conversation lingered beyond a reasonable sense, the host played a recording of a cat yowling on a back fence. Well, thank you for coming. We must bid you well and search, for that cat will yowl all night and become our penitents. Back in Iowa, this fellow sings the ministerial blues, Danny Coon. The title of my poem is The Devalued, Treasured, Rural Preacher. My sermons, they complained, were too dense. My preaching sounded like a cat yowling on the back fence. I tried to lighten up so I wasn't so coarse, but still remained as dry as a buzzard on a dead horse. I told a joke to help with the matter. They laughed, but soon began to scatter. I stopped them at the door and shouted, My wisdom is fine. Finally, they took an offering and gave me a dime. They only give him a dime. That's just so sad. Now, Ruby, did you get any poems that were almost too good to mention? Yes, David Hume was downright Shakespearean. A buzzard on a dead horse knows more about the reins of death than the nightmares of a cat yowling on a back fence with a broken heart, sadly yowling, howling like spring wind without warning. Tubby or not tabby, the shabby feather of hate harasses her curly tresses in distress. The very sad child of autumn weeps for her expired equine. May that she never ride again. Did you hear how those words just tumbled off his tongue? And here's Barb Clark from Bainbridge Island, Washington, with some excellent doggerel, or should we say catarel? My dog, my dog digs doggerel when she's not out chasing a buzzard on a dead horse over there to the east, or baying at a cat yowling on a back fence over there to the west. But body naughty limericks, she digs the best. Barb Clark. Barbara Morrison submitted more doggerel. Yellow doggerel. Oh, to be a bump on the log of life. Oh, to be a fly on the ointment's knife. Yea, to be a buzzard on a dead horse, supping delicately, or a cat yowling on a back fence. Thusly, I would be as content as lice on a yellow dog. In answer to that poem, I'd like to pause for another tune.
Now, some of the entries headed south. South, what do you mean, south? Well, I like this Ann Schmidt lives on the Mississippi River, I happen to know. The northern Mississippi, but she jumped on a raft and headed south. Feline spray. I heard it afore I smelt it like a buzzard on a dead horse. What in this world could possibly stink worse? But he left his trail out through the wood, so I followed the feline spray as best as I could. Through the snow as high as my ass, I was riding a donkey. No need to be crass. Out to the pasture where the buzzard he sat, the horse getting skinny, while the bird he got fat. I felt like a prowler, but I ain't so dense. I heard that cat yowling on a back fence. Wow. And here's another upper Mississippi River gal. She turned her poem into a western, like a movie. Not that I've ever seen a movie. Go, girl. An Iowan odor. Old Sawbuck Bob rides into town. Clip-clop, clip-clop. Clip clop, aiming to cut his rival down. Old Mossback Joe moves kinda slow. Clop clip, clop clip, clop clip, targeting his lifelong foe. Miss Maddie calls from her saloon bench, her voice a cat yowling. On a back fence. Now, boys, here's what you ought to do. Come get some tangy possum stew. But like a buzzard on a dead horse, clop clip, clop clip, clop clip. Each man holds firmly to his course. Squared up, both crack shots. Hunker down, clip-clop, 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 and ride in opposite ways from town. Annette Machuca Hovland Oh, we had so many other bad poems. They were all so good that you just can't squeeze them all in. But finally, we had entries by writers who were riffing on famous poems. I like this one. Everyone will recognize Jonathan Lundell's spoof. A poem after trees. I think that I shall never see a buzzard on a dead horse reminding me that only God can make a buzzard or a toucan or a muskrat or a cat yowling on a back fence fat from eating nests of robins playing, while God saw only some tree praying. 
My, my, thank you all who entered. You were all good sports and bad poets for the day. Stay tuned. We're thinking up other contests. Now, wait, Ruby, don't go yet. Now, most of our listeners know you as a culinary artist, not necessarily as a poet. You come on the podcast from time to time and give us your delicious recipes. But I want the listeners to know that you are quite an accomplished poet as well. You're a Renaissance woman, and you're going to bring our episode to a close with your own poem that is downright jazzy for a gross mommy. Yes, that's right. Here's my bad poem. Ready? Oh, and my belt size, just in case you have a runner-up and you want to give another prize. My belt size is 18. <laughs> All right, my poem. Shoe Fly Pie. That's the title. Shoe Fly Pie, my oh my. I'm a crazy cat, yowling at the moon. So bring me a fork, bring me a spoon, put the pudding in the wooden bowl. Dinner's at noon. Shoe fly pie, my oh my. Fly overhead like a buzzard in the sky. Over the fence, over the horse, lying on its side, dead, of course. And that brings our episode to a close. We were produced today by Rick Brewer of Brew Ha Ha Audio Production. We also had support from the Warner Ellithorpe Fund at the Oregon Community Foundation and the Calio Levine Fund, who also helps with our farm to artist residencies. And we had support from the Iowa Arts Council. We welcome your support. Simply go to our website, agarts.org, A-G-A-R-T-S dot O-R-G, and hit that red donate button. Thank you for your help, and we'll see you next time.